1: It's time for What's Going On here on uh, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone brought to you today by our friends at uh, Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Gordo, uh, Coach Tatake had uh, his press availability today. I thought we'd let everybody Get a chance to hear all of it. I thought Coach was uh, was really good, not only talking about the game, but uh, talking about his team. And uh, I thought he was terrific today.
2: Let's give it a listen.
1: Now. All right, let's do it. Here's Coach Satake.
2: First of all, Kalani, what did you learn going back and looking over the looking at the film from Saturday's game?
3: Um, probably a lot more than just mentioning this answer, you know. But there's a <laughs> things we that uh we can improve on and looking forward to getting those fixed. and and then and really, i mean I, like i said after after the game i think coastal carolina uh they came out ready to play they're they're excited obviously uh that environment and, and a lot on the game you know with two ranked teams that are nine and oh and uh they played with a little chip on their shoulder i thought our guys played hard uh, had great effort you know, and, 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 they made more, uh, one more play than we did and then earned the win. Um, there were th- some, things that I thought we, we, we have been accustomed to playing better in a lot of different ways and a lot of different areas, but, um, with them, you know, it's just, there's so many little things that happened, uh, good and bad. And, and a lot of it had, had to do do with the competition, the overall game. Um, so just looking forward to getting better. And, uh, I can't say that we played at our best, but I, I can say that, uh, uh, you know, looking forward to getting, to getting that done this weekend. A lot to play for still this week in uh, San Diego State. You know, they beat us last year, so, um, you know, we're, we're getting them at home and on senior night. So um, we, we've got to be ready to work, and I'm looking forward to practice today.
2: Along those lines, Kalani, this is senior night, the last scheduled game you have. This year's unique. What's it like trying to look at the logistics as far as who might go, who might come back, missionaries,
3: signees,
2: all of those things as you're looking at it, you know, moving forward?
3: I think a lot of the seniors, you know, they're given that that year to come back and play. Um, but, you know, it's going to be up to them. I, I don't think they've all decided for sure what's going to happen uh and the other underclassmen same situation you know they have an opportunity to get drafted but um you know for for a lot of these guys this will be the last game you know at home and so um the thought of that you know being said 2020 it's, it's the last game that we get to be in Lavelle edward stadium and, and we're excited to play the game and and um you know am looking forward to sending these guys out on with a w and that that's a that's a, a good way to focus the team back on on what we're about. And then that's, that's the, the individuals on the team that have sacrificed a lot and been you know, here the longest. And um, you know just trying to, trying to get our guys to perform at their best for them.
0: Kalani, one of the things that you and the players have talked about this year is just your ability to be able to focus on the task at hand and kind of handle adversity. Now having dealt with the first loss of the season from an emotional standpoint, how have the guys handled it a couple of days after?
3: I mean, I think losses hurt, you know, and it's supposed to. You, you worked hard and you you care so much, and uh, our guys are, are very competitive. Um, but it, it's it's uh, something that you can react to and you can respond to in a positive way, meaning, that, you know, what are you going to do next? Um, you lost the game, and then what? You know, you, you can't uh, let it affect um, the next performance. And so the, the key will be for us to to learn from this and get better just like we do on wins. You know, and, and and we talked about um, making a mountain out of a molehill. If you lose, well, so we don't want to do that as a coaches, and and we don't want to do that as a team, and as players. So, uh, we're going to work on some of the things that we can improve on that, that we feel are, are, are legit, and then you know, and then be be ready for the next one. And I think having a game right after a loss to look forward to is is the, the best thing for a team. And you know, this is this is a, one of those moments where. Uh, we wanted to play more games and we got it. And, and, and now we have an opportunity to play another one. And uh, I'm just really excited that we get to get, a, get back on the field and see these guys play again. Yeah, Kalani, uh, you know, with with that uh, the coming up this weekend, you mentioned you know, senior day. Also, you got some talented juniors who you mentioned back in the preseason were guys that, uh, you know, could have NFL looks potentially. Do you expect that with Zach Wilson to maybe be his last game this weekend? Uh, possibly. I mean, I think that's that's the uh, there, there's a lot of the talk going around. I, I think the key, though, is just for us to focus on trying to get the win and and to do it for the seniors that we know for sure are, are leaving, you know. And um but uh, I mean, there be there may be some. And I said it before that that we feel like we have a really good team with a lot of talent and looking forward to having um, a lot of guys represent our team and our fans in the NFL. You know, and, and I think we—if you look at this team and, and look at the youth and the talent that we have—I think there's a long string of, of NFL draft picks on this team, and um, and free agents and guys that will make squads, and so. Um, you know, we, we hope that that happens we hope people have to have tough decisions. And the fact that our quarterback is being mentioned as a possible guy to go to the next level, is a good sign, as well as some of the underclassmen that we had uh, this year. We had that talk last year, too. So that's a good sign that the program is developing well and, and that we've got the right talent and, and doing things the right way. So, um, you know, we to me, that just confirms that what we're doing is, is, is correct and, and how we're recruiting and developing guys is, is key to, to our our success. And so uh, the more that we can get ready and game ready and the size ready, I think uh, you know, that'll that'll go really well into the next level. And one of Zach's uh, you know, top pass catchers, Gunnar Rummy, he took that hard ball back this I mean it, it hit the ground hard against Coastal Carolina. What's the outlook for him as far as practice goes this week? Yeah, we'll have to go day to day and see if he's ready to go. You know, I, I don't um uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to play this week, but we'll have to, we'll have to uh, keep working with him. And and we'll, once we get word from the trainers, the key is, is to make sure that he's he's going to be at 100%. And if we can get that, then, then, you know, he wasn't able to come back. And so uh, we have to just be, make sure to protect him first. And then we'll go from there. And it'll give if he doesn't get the play, it will give some other guys a chance to play. And, um, you know, I feel like we've got a lot of good players that can step up and and. and and fill that spot if we need. I mean, we've, we've seen it before. So um, we're hoping to get Gunner back, though. That's that's the hope. Let's
0: see a question from Norma Gonzalez, Jay Drew, and Jay Catch. Hey, Coach, going back to uh, Zach Wilson, <clears throat> he didn't really have the type of performance that people have come to know through the first nine games. What do you think um, he showed against Coastal? And what do you think, how will that impact – his draft prospects or anything like that, or even the Heisman competition?
3: I'm, I'm not really worried about the Heisman or or the draft. I, I mean, I, I acknowledge that he's getting attention for that. I th- the key is just trying to win games. And there's probably a lot that goes into that. It, it's, it's not just uh, one player that will make the difference. There's a lot of different factors that go into it uh, when we win and when we lose, you know. So I think the key for us would be to, adjust things that, that need to be fixed and and, and, um, and make sure that we give credit and praise when where, where it needs to be um, given. And, and in this case, you know we I would look at probably a lot of things like maybe when teams try to possess the ball and try to limit our opportunities, I mean we've got to find a way to get the ball back to our offense and, and get more more possessions. And so uh, we know that teams have been doing that this year. we've seen it. Um, throughout, throughout the season where teams try to possess the ball and keep the ball away from our, our offense that's highly explosive. And uh, I've seen our offense score a lot of points even with a limited amount of reps. So uh, a mixture of all that with the defense, offense, and special teams playing complementary ball and then just being uh, having efficient uh, reps when we, when we do have possessions would be the key.
0: And where would you rank him sort of in the list of, of BYU quarterback greats?
3: Oh, I don't know. He's, he's we he, we still got uh, a game this week. It's I mean you're you're you're, going, you're talking about when I was a kid, you know, and, and I saw those great ones that played before. So maybe after when he's done, I, I I'd rather rank guys when they're done, their careers are done playing here. But um, yeah, let's just let's just hope that he can perform well and, and with, as well as the team and, and the coaches on on Saturday.
2: I think Clark Barrington also left the game. I'm not sure if he came back in. Is he in the same boat as Gunner as far as this week? Or,
3: yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, you know, he he's a little banged up, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, n- nothing to confirm yet uh, whether he can go or not. Right now, it's it's still in uh, we're still on hold. But he he did not come back. And then,
2: uh, given that with the loss. Does that re- cause you to rethink your your thinking on playing December 19th, or are you guys still looking for a game then as well?
3: Well, I, I think I – don't, I don't know how it's going to work with um, bowl games and things like that. I, I uh, you know, I, I think we've been in the, the conversation of playing in a bowl game. Um, this one, you know, with the loss, I think it, it, it uh, kind of narrows it down a little bit more, but – uh, depending on when those bowl games are at I, I think that if there's a chance and we would love to play another game you know but it all, all had to kind of work out with uh, the schedule and see how it works because that that week is the 19th is that right Jay that week that's open so
2: yeah and a lot uh, of teams will be in conference championship games
3: but yeah and so other teams yeah so it all depends on the next one the bowl games will be played after that and where where we're, you know maybe we'll have an invite by then and we could play that game that I think that'd be fun. We, we want to get out there and play football you know and this this last game didn't go our way and, and but we we love playing the game and I think getting the guys out there and play as many as we can and the goal is try to get 12 this this year before the bowl game and and uh, you know that's still out there I think there's still there's still an option that we would love to play football.
2: You're getting universally praised for playing the game looking back hindsight's 2020 was it the right thing to do to take that
3: game? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, um, listen, that, we didn't win. There's a lot of things that we're going to learn from this. Uh, but you know, I was really happy with the way our guys played. They played hard and they fought. You know, and and, and uh, a lot of credit to Coastal Carolina. We we watched them on film as much as we can uh, when we knew about the game and and. Um, you know we tried we saw a lot of the great things from them I, I think they came to the game with a chip on their shoulder but there is there is no disrespect from us I think I think the people that were questioning them were from other pe- other people and in, in the media and all that the, with the expectations but we knew we had a, a really good team to, to play and and we're looking forward to the matchup and and you know they made one play more than us it came I mean it was one of those games that was uh exciting all the way down to the last second and so you know, we, we came a yard short and, and um, you know, Super Bowls have ended the same way. And it was a, it was a classic game just didn't end in our favor. And that, that's a frustrating thing. We like to win, you know, but uh, I think there's a, you know, I saw a team that was excited to play football. We went out there and then, you know, we were coming off two weeks not playing. And, and I think the just getting in the game and I, I don't know how being – even though the schedule had three weeks off, I, I just don't know if that was what our guys ever wanted. So to have a game, when we announced that, that the, the game was going to happen, you should have heard the excitement in our team. And so when we when we flew back from Myrtle Beach, we were, I, I was still thankful we were able to play that game and thankful to see these guys play. They worked so hard and, you know, we're sitting at nine and one, ten 10 games played and, and hopefully we can get, you can, we can get more.
1: That was Coach Kalani Sitake, head coach of BYU, his media availability earlier today. And, uh, Gordon, I I liked what he said uh, answering, I think it was Jay's question, about whether they were happy they took that game. He said, absolutely. Get those guys the opportunity to get out there and and make it happen. And even if it didn't go their way, still glad they played it.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's what he's saying. And, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, he it, Kalani does a great job of, of of making the best out of a situation. And this was a bad situation. BYU had its big chance, and it uh, it did not uh, come through. And so what is he supposed to say at this point? Oh, man, we screwed up. Man. We, we, there's no reason to play this week against San Diego State. He's not going to do that. A coach can't do that. So there's some things a coach can't say publicly, as you know. And uh, I, I think he's extremely frustrated with the way that game went.
1: Wait, so you're and saying you, you think that he would rather have not have played?
4: No, I'm not saying that. But uh, that that game turned out not in BYU's favor. I'll say it that way. They would have been better off not playing it the way it turned out. Uh, as far as it depends on what you value. If you value your ranking, I don't think they would have dropped to 14 in the AP poll, what was that, six spots, if they had not played that game. So what's your end goal? Is it to play games or is it to have a top ranking? I,
1: oh, man, I know. would say who cares about that? I went and played a, a big-time football game. You came up short, and you, you know what? You were never going to a New Year's Six Bowl to begin with, so who cares?
4: Well, that's what I, they were uh, trying to do. That's why they scheduled it.
1: Well, I don't think it would have worked either way. But they played a great football game against a good football team. We got to see it. I, they didn't play. I they didn't play great. I don't BYU think you didn't play great. I it don't it was think, a
4: good game, but they didn't play great. I
1: don't think for a second uh, they would have not played that game just to keep some sort of fictional ranking that means nothing to nobody.
4: So if they had told, if they had told Kalani before the game that they, he was going to lose that game, you think he would have scheduled it anyway? Yes. Oh, oh, please, come on, I mean, I'm not buying that.
1: Why not? I Absolutely, 100 If he knew they were going to lose, you think they would have agreed to play? Yes, and, and oh, based God. on what Tom said last week where he was he's talking to his guys and they just want to play and he went out and he got him a game at all costs? Heck well, yeah. Well, that's because
4: they had a chance of winning.
1: No, that's because but he wanted they, them to play. They, they wanted to known, play. If they, had,
4: if they had known they were going to lose that game, Jake, there's no way they would have played. So they
1: you're going can't win, don't try now.
4: No I'm just saying they wouldn't have done you, it. you would have rather if you been... told any team beforehand, hey, you're gonna lose this game if you schedule it, you're not going to schedule it.
1: no, I don't believe that.
4: I not uh, I, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I, I mean know. i'm not I'm not saying that they didn't that the game wasn't worth playing. but if they had known beforehand the result, no way they would have agreed to that. Absolutely. especially under those circumstances, forty eight hours jump on a plane twenty two hundred miles each way. And then lose? No way they're going to schedule it. Absolutely. What if I tell
2: either of you you're going to win a million dollars in the lottery tomorrow, but 85 days from now you'll lose it all? Would you take it? Absolutely. Gordon? Well,
4: no, I, I don't think that's the same thing. Oh, because I... you're not getting anything. What are you getting out of it?
2: You're getting a loss. So the experience, the exposure, the the play, the uh, the ability yeah. to play another game in college football—absolutely, mm-hmm. all those things—and the chance all about to show all, the, because the
4: whole. Because re- the whole reason they scheduled it is so they could show everybody that they could beat a team like that.
1: Sure, they, they did. They the whole reason they scheduled it is to schedule a game, is to play a game, and play a game against a good opponent. To and play a
4: game against a good opponent and to win that game.
1: And they came up short. I I believe them when they say they don't regret regret scheduling that game. One hundred percent. I believe That's different that. than the question I asked you. Well, it's something that could never be. Well, if you uh, if you could see into the future, and uh, Doc Brown came no, back I'm and just told that, you, I'm you're just telling lose? you,
4: yeah, they in uh, retrospect, they're not going to say afterward, oh man, we never should have done that. I'm not going to say that.
1: I think they would have scheduled it. Absolutely scheduled it. One hundred percent.
4: Even if they knew it was yes. going to be a loss.
1: Yes. and they should have. And they should have taken that game ten out of ten times. One hundred uh, out of a hundred times. Would they those schedule? Are two,
4: those are two different things, though. That you're talking about there. They're you're not. going to take it. You're going to take it with the upside that you're going to win it. If you know it's going to be a loss, there's no reason to take that game.
2: Yes, there is. What if they know? Let's say they're going to play Utah in December in a bowl game. But they know they're going to lose that game. Would they still take it?
4: Yes. Mm, I'm not I'm not don't sure. Be scared, about that as you are. Don't, don't be scared, Gordon. Of course. Don't be scared. You already know you're going to
1: lose. Don't be scared, Gordon. Don't be scared. Don't be scared, buddy.
4: Jake. I All know right. of no I know of no football coach that would agree to a game that he knows he's going to lose.
1: Can't win, don't try. I got it.
4: Unless I got unless it. he's doing it for the money for his athletics.
1: Can't sport. win, don't try. I know. No, I I know. Those are two
4: different things, man. No, you're not going to schedule a game if you know you're going to lose yeah. if you're 9-0? and
1: Absolutely. <laughs> no way. Yes, you are. Uh, I disagree. Well, Tom Homo doesn't schedule scared.
4: That's not what it is. You already know you're going to lose, so it's not a about... He scheduled that game because he knew he had a chance to win it.
1: No, he scheduled that game to get his team another game. <laughs>
4: Please, Jake. That's a fact that's all the the only reason they scheduled that game is because their schedule was so weak.
1: No, he's getting his team another game.
4: Oh, Jay! Come on! If they had played a regular come schedule on. against against some really great teams, and everybody at them thought, "Oh, this team is great," there's no way they're going to add another game with a 48-hour notice and travel 2,200 miles to go play it. Yeah, there's they won't no play. way they did. They did it to improve their standing. That's why come they on. did it. They didn't do it to play a football game. Yes, they did. What? Come
1: on! Yeah, come
4: on! Now, now you're come living on. in a hundred-acre wood.
1: Come on.
4: That was a productive segment.
1: Stick around. We'll have more big show next 97.5 and 1280
2: The Zone.
0: This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: It's a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Got some news out of the Pac-12 here, Gordo, which... Uh. It just the Pac-12 just doesn't make any sense. All right, in a in a season where there are new rules, right, we can agree on that. I mean, you you could say, hey, these are the rules, but a, a day later, they they may not be the rules, and, and for good reason, right? We're just trying to figure this thing out. Sure. Uh, well, the news uh, coming out of the Pac-12 now is is regardless of whether Colorado beats uh, if – let's say Colorado beats Utah. USC is also undefeated. They will not adjust their protocols to make it so an undefeated Colorado would play USC in the Pac-12 title game as opposed to a representative from the north, which is guaranteed to have at least one loss. So why would the, would the league want to give their their champion another high-profile game to make their case to get into the playoff? Why would they want to <laughs> do that? I mean, it would just—it uh, would just make too much sense, and it's not like—and it's not like it's this deep-rooted principle that they're sticking up for. It's some rule they invented a month ago. <laughs> so it's not like some core philosophy, you know. It's not like something like we will never do this. You know what I this mean? This is a
4: major tenet. <laughs> we will stand by this, come right. thick or thin. It's something they just concocted
1: a month ago. (laughs) It's basically something they just barely invented, which they could easily throw to the side and go, you know what, we have a chance to manufacture a game with a couple of undefeated teams, maybe to bolster the resume a little bit. Uh, What do we have to lose? Let's go ahead and do it. Nope, nope. They come out with the, we are standing by our rule. Why?
4: I don't don't know very many conferences out there that are as screwed up as the Pac-12.
1: There aren't any. I mean... There are look at for example, Gordon. The ACC just canceled a bunch of games to to give themselves a better chance to get two play teams into the college football playoff. They they just said, you know what? We're we're just not gonna we're not gonna play those. Here's the press release. Have a nice day.
4: Then the SEC rip them for that too.
1: Yeah, but who cares? Because right now
4: there are no rules. Complaining.
1: There are no rules. You can do whatever you want. and the kind could, of year. The Pac-12 could easily go, yeah, we're we're just going to ditch that rule. We're going to put our two undefeated teams against each other, and hopefully the winner will come away with a better resume that may turn some heads. Nope. Nope. We're sticking with the North Division. We said we were going to give you the North Division, and we're giving you the North Division, darn it. This is happening. <laughs> Deal with it. Why? Yeah. Why? Well,
4: the, the only thing I can think of is some sort of political pressure. Within the conference,
1: what Gavin Newsom does it has it out for the Buffs? No,
4: maybe the North would uh, revolt. Oh, winter is coming.
1: Over, like take know. up arms over one fake season where they just oh, that is that is it? How dare you not take our two lost Ducks team? How dare you? Yeah, they <laughs> lost saying, to the Beavs, hey, but they hey, earned no, it. No, 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 no. They're saying no.
4: We want our chance to ruin it for SC. We want our chance to ruin it for the whole conference. Misery loves company.
1: So we hate SC so much we're going to punch ourselves right in the face. Larry Scott well, wants they, to lose his hate, job so badly. <laughs>
4: they hate SC. They love themselves uh, more than they hate SC. But in but, this
1: case, you could give the Buffs, the buffs a leg up. They're undefeated yeah. right now. They're they're 3-0. and We'll see how that goes with the Utes this weekend. But, I mean, let's say uh, Colorado gets a win over Utah and they move to 4-0. and Trojans are at 5 and 0. Oh, you know, why wouldn't you want your undefeated teams to play? Or at very least, why wouldn't you make the statement today like, "Okay, well, here's the rule, but we'll we'll see how it goes and we'll do what's best for the league."
4: Yeah, since everything this whole season has been somewhat
1: pliable. Everything. Like you said. Yeah. Everything right down to who's playing where has been pliable. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's like we talked about up. it's like we talked about last week Gordon with the Big 10 and how if they would hold to their Number of games to qualify for the Big Ten title game. Like, why? Why mm. would you dig your heel? That's that's like drawing a line in the sand that automatically hurts you. In a in a yeah. year where no one cares, no yeah. one cares, no one. You could do anything.
4: It's like drawing a line in the sand when the tide's coming in. It's going to be a race soon
1: anyway. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Like I'm going to draw this line in the sand, even though the times uh, tide's coming in, just cause. It just doesn't make any sense. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. And this is where I think that when the critics of Larry Scott or the Pac-12 say they lack leadership, it's this type of stuff, in my opinion. I mean, to to tackle this unique world, I think you needed a a strong leader. And I don't think the Big Ten has it, and I don't think the Pac-12 has it. And I don't think there's any coincidence that those are the two leagues that struggled the most during this
2: period of time. And they're struggling uh, with the easy stuff like this. Like this. Then think of the complicated matters right. that we. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me something then. Do you? Does the fact that things are in the mess that they're in? Do you? Th- isn't this an opportunity for someone? I don't care who it is to rise up with real leadership, and and sort of. Take him to the promised land.
1: Are you talking about and like instead, a like a like a bloody coup? I, I don't who's rising? Somebody. Who's rising up in this scenario, Paul, and how exactly? Or are you asking well, us to nominate you?
4: I guarantee you that it's uh, you know he has been fumbling and stumbling and bumbling around with this the whole time. It's uh, but but if you're in his position, uh, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe it just doesn't matter.
2: Look at him. Paul Revere here. See, if I'm
1: Chris Hill, I'm arming myself. I'm forming a <laughs> militia. And I'm I'm marching on San Francisco, rising yeah. up.
4: Leadership is not—I don't see any big L leaders anywhere, do you?
1: <laughs> no, and I think it's been a problem for the Pac-12 for a long time probably, but it just seems like most things in society, it's really under a magnifying glass right now. And he just makes decisions that don't make any sense to me. And, hey, I'm not the end-all be-all. You know, uh, like a, like a good friend told me last week, I'm not as smart as I think I am. But this, <laughs> this
4: none of us none of us is, man. <laughs> but this
1: seems obvious to me. I mean, why not finagle it a little, little bit so you can get the best game that you can to give your champion the best opportunity possible to show out on the big stage. And maybe it doesn't happen, but at least you will have done everything you can given the circumstances. And well, especially answered, where, where everybody has their back turned and doesn't care.
4: You answered your question already. It makes too much sense. I don't know. Did you read John Canzano, our friend's uh, column over the weekend? He went after uh, the Pac-12 again. And uh, more often than not, John's right. It's a mess over there. It really is. And I know the Utes are happy to be a part of that conference, and uh, it's been to their benefit. But, man, uh, of all the Power Fives, this one seems the most screwed up.
1: Yeah, let's not give the Big Ten a total pass, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Certainly, have seen some better leadership from from other leagues that for, that's for sure.
4: Well, at least the Big Ten is rewarding its member institutions with more money.
1: Well, right now, but we'll uh, that's uh, the the last commissioner negotiated that whole thing, Delaney. Right? We'll see what this uh, this new guy can do. They also so, have the the Kevin, darling of the culture. Ke- Kevin Warren. Is
2: it? Yeah, oh. they have the darling, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, they can never do any wrong.
1: Right, and they have a big dog, which is something the Pac-12 doesn't have, and that, in Larry's defense, is not really his fault, that USC continues to punch itself in the face and that Oregon somehow went through like nine coaches in three years.
4: Well, USC didn't punch itself in the face over the weekend.
1: No, and, and they played their best game uh, yesterday, which feels weird to say. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they played their best game of the season, and maybe they have a chance to, to make some waves. But honestly, they're not going to play enough games. I don't think, anyway. So unless you get trophy, creative.
4: Uh, winning quarterback through five touchdown passes in the first half.
1: You think he made his case? Is he going to be in New York? No. Is he going to be one of the finalists like you predicted?
4: I didn't predict that. I never said that.
1: In writing after his first game I, I ever. I did not. I never Published said that. in the annals of the Salt Lake Tribune. Did
4: I or did I not use the word Heisman? I did not.
1: I believe you did. That's how I, I remember I it.
4: <laughs> well, you remember it wrong. <laughs>
1: Your guy Keaton Slovis. Uh okay, we'll get to more coming up next. Uh, stay tuned. Don't forget Frank I, Dolce joins the show at the top of the four o'clock hour.
4: I don't even think he's that good, but he is pretty good. He's okay.
1: Patrick Kinahan, the top of the five o'clock hour. <laughs> Look, Jake, why don't you
4: run for commissioner of the Pac
1: twelve? I don't want vote. the I don't want the job. Wait a minute. You you, you you wrote some glowing column about him after his first game and now you're coming out and saying he's he's okay?
4: Well, he's not – I, I said he was really good. I never said he should win the Heisman, but I think he is uh, – he, he's good. He's good. He's not great.
1: Gordon Monson, I like Gordon. column.
4: Okay, so wait a second. So, so, so wait a minute. I write, I write a column from a year and a half ago. And I have to stand by that position for the rest of my life?
1: No, I was just so surprised that you would write it after a column like that, after he played one game.
4: I didn't say he was going to win the Heisman. I said he was really good, and he surprised everybody with the way he played. Because, there's another, because there was another quarterback there who happened to be a very highly recruited person who, uh, who suddenly was out of a job. Let's see here. Hmm. <laughs> Here I am trying to lift you up as a candidate to take over control of the Pac-12, and you're hammering me over something like this? I, I
2: actually, Gordon, I believe you said this. I've
4: been, I've been, I've been, Isn't that
2: what you said been, about Keaton Slovis? That's
4: probably what I said about Jake accusing me of uh, nominating him for the Heisman. <laughs>
1: Nobody knew with exactness that he could play at all. USC players only suspected as much from what they had seen in practice, namely Slovis slinging the ball around. Sling it, he did, for real against Stanford. Repeatedly firing downfield calmly and accurately and efficiently. He did more than just that. He breathed life into Trojans football again <laughs> when it seemed like it might be dead, <laughs> partly dead, mostly dead. Five days later. He's helped to make it formidable once more a difficult
2: team to beat. Uh.
4: Well, you did add a little bit of drama to you, the intonation there, but I, I think I... we
2: have a new segment. Old, old Gordon. Jake hates Gordon.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. I could come up with some dramatic reading of Gordon's column. We might we might be on to something and, there.
4: And tomorrow it'll be four score. Oh, brother. Right. Okay, so I overcooked it. All <laughs> <a
1: little bit. laughs> That's all I wanted to hear. Stay tuned. <laughs> More next 97.5 and 1280
0: the zone you're locked on to the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank this Dolce is going to join us the Can the change
4: can we, can we change the band of the day? Yes.
1: Uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Uh, uh, I would say no change, not that I'm a big fan of Fiona Apple per se, but Hans did uh, provide great help today. He did an extra long segment with sure. us. And, and he, he, did. he
2: did 26 minutes extra of radio today. Right. And We've played more than 26 extra minutes of Fiona Apple.
1: I just think, you know, the benefit of giving him a little, hey, thanks for doing it, pick the band of the day, you
2: know, at least we could do is stick with it. He picked it.
4: Well, I do appreciate his hands stepping in like that yeah. when we had technical difficulties. So.
2: Last time, we'll let that happen.
1: <laughs> you're going to hold Fiona Apple against him from, from yes. now on? From now on. Hey, let's get hands-on to talk about the latest breaking college football
2: story. I would. He's the best football mind I've ever heard of, but he likes Fiona Apple. So let's call someone else. So anybody else. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE, you're up. <laughs> oh, man.
4: oh, man. What should you rather do? Would you rather listen to Hans talk about football and play Fiona Apple, or would you rather have Fiona Apple talk about football and listen to Hans Olsen say?
1: No, oh, give me Hans talking football. Although Hans doesn't have a bad voice. Yeah, yeah I, no. I, I don't want to hear anything from Fiona Apple. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's going to kind of break down the... Four three defense, quite like hands can. <laughs>
4: by the way, did you see that guy yesterday who was uh, the political dude who was breaking down the playoff uh, possibilities? I think it was on the uh, the Sunday night game, and he was he was breaking it all down the way uh, the way the election guys at the at the touch screen were breaking down county by county voting.
1: I think he's done that for a few weeks now, hasn't he? What's that guy's name?
2: His name's John King. No,
4: no, but that's the role he was playing. Is it Stonacki or something? What's his name? You know who I'm talking about.
1: Butkus. Dick
4: Butkus. (laughs) It's almost like they want those guys to be as nerdy as possible. It's like their charm or something. Well, it's kind of interesting to listen to. I kind of like it. But he had everything but a plastic pocket protector, you know, in his shirt.
1: Is that a requirement to, of somebody who's
2: nerdy in your book
4: isn't that sort of the is not the is not the cliche
2: either that or a safety patrol sash
4: <laughs> no that's not that's not uh, that's not nerdy that's the law man
1: easy Buford T justice <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you tell us too that you were handing out tickets as the like a, like a third grader or something like that?
4: Uh, yeah. uh, he was uh, handing was... out
1: citations. Uh, yeah, right. You 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 were that guy.
4: No, but I was very uh, merciful.
1: Bull.
2: <laughs> right uh, no you, uh, you're the guy who was he's at that's the why water everybody... fountain two, no, one you, two three up oh, jail for you <laughs> no you were
1: eric Carmen. respect my authorita you that was <laughs> no, you I, yeah that's, that's why I was, hey you're why... there by the locker move it along move no, it along that's respect my authorita
4: that's how that's how i got my votes
2: everybody knew i was going to be reasonable
1: see the orange
2: vest that means you move when i say move this was the, the second
1: time this period i've seen you go to the bathroom that's it citation <laughs> respect my <laughs> authorita
4: the fun the funny thing about it is that the other safety patrol members just had silver badges. Mine was a special combination of colors.
1: Well, when you write your hundredth uh, ticket, they they reward you.
4: I Joseph quote. from the Old Testament? Hey hey mean?
1: hey Gordon, half the class is in detention, man. You need to back it off a little bit. I know you're really appreciating this newfound authority <laughs> that you have, but you need to dial it down. A the tack. fire
2: marshal says detentions room is at
1: capacity. Yeah, we gotta you know, you gotta let a few things slide, bro. I did, man. That's
4: why I was so popular. Uh huh. I, I do know. If I saw something really egregious, then I would step in with a long arm of the law. But uh, most most cases I would just let it slide. Gordon
1: stolen monster. Yeah, you the guy a couple months ago who said you would absolutely call the NBA snitch line. I'm I'm one hundred percent buying that you're the guy who's just handing out tickets. No, to every I I school. you know,
4: I don't recall that specific conversation, but that that's a safety issue. You know? If I saw someone sneaking women in from outside the bubble, yeah, then that's that becomes a safety issue and it becomes a competition issue for my team because now you're putting everyone at risk.
1: Loitering in the hall is a safety issue.
4: If I saw Detention. two guys playing doubles ping pong, I would not have reported that. Oh,
1: I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Come
4: on. You're the stickler for the law. These
1: guys me. these have been playing doubles ping pong all night. Where's oh. that snitch line? You
2: know, this, this is uh, uh, Kurt Cragthorpe. Uh, I saw uh, a couple guys playing <laughs> ping pong. This <laughs> is Kurt
1: Cragthorpe. Oh, my. I saw that the NBA snitch line is back for uh, for this upcoming season. I did not see. I didn't delve deep enough to see if the doubles ping pong is still
2: outlawed. However, uh, not specifically. No, no. They, they finally. Uh, they finally. They uh, did gave come up on out that? with an approved list for every NBA city of restaurants you can and cannot go to eat at. Where's Alberto's on no. that list? I, d- I didn't see the list. Oh. They just said they had no, a list.
4: Where's the chicken wing place on the list? <laughs> Magic uh, the City, one
1: number yeah. one in Atlanta. This has been certified as A-OK. <laughs> <laughs> Five glitter bombs. Sus-
4: you'd have to suspend three-fourths of the NBA if they couldn't go in there.
1: All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Frank Dolce. We'll get his thoughts on Utah's first win. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.